0: We got a happy hour coming up on Friday, Retro Metro. If you've not been, I definitely recommend that you Stop by either for lunch, for dinner, for drinks. And of course, we'd love for you to join us for a happy hour this Friday, 4 to 6. Come and go as you please. It's, just a, it's a social hour. It's just to hang out. You can have open conversations. Of course, you don't have to talk politics. I think sometimes people think, well, it's a station where much of the conversation surrounds politics. And so we're just going to have a sit-down Softly spoken conversation about world events, uh, you, you can if you want. You don't have to. The great thing about it, however, is that we, as as I think I speak for most of you, knowing you, people who attend these events, are intellectually curious individuals that are self-assured enough that other people's opinions— aren't scary. Other people having thoughts that are different from yours don't scare you and trigger you. The upside of that is you don't have to worry about what you talk about. You don't have to worry about somebody hearing something and they've been cultivated as this fragile Triggering mechanism uh, that they then look you up on social media, find where you work, contact your employer, and accuse you of uh, whatever it is that they're going to accuse you of. You don't have to worry about it. It's, it's free. This is what we find at these events, which is just nice. It's a nice thing. So we'll be at Retro Metro, and uh, that will be this Friday, 4 to 6. We have Lunch Bunch there on Wednesdays. If you want to register for that, this is something that we draw a winner. If it's you, then you and up to to five uh, people of your choosing will join Sarah and me for lunch at Retro Metro on a Wednesday. The left-wing establishment in the Springfield area is very, very, very concerned that the school board is going to potentially have a majority of members that are made up of the community instead of their hand-picked individuals. The left has made tremendous strides in this country, all over this country, because of a lack of attention paid by parents and citizens regarding school boards. If there was any benefit to the government's reaction to COVID. It was the revelation to so many Americans that the public schools are being used largely not to actually educate children, but to turn them into political activists, to turn them into social activists, which are essentially one and the same any longer. They should not be, but unfortunately they are. That combined with the misstep of the Biden administration of declaring parents that showed up at school board meetings and dared ask questions, the declaration of those individuals as potential domestic terrorists, all of these things have awakened. Americans across the country and the people of of Springfield or within the Springfield Public School District are no different. And they have responded like so many other parents and and not even parents, but just citizens who care about the the children's future within their community. And, And that is to start getting rid of those individuals that are utilizing the schools to turn young people into political social activists for the left, of course. And in many ways, currently, because of the last couple of elections, really, the last one uh, being a real message, there is now a divided school board between the community and the elites, and the elites are desperately fearful that the upcoming election is going to reflect the last, and they are desperately fearful That what occurred during the last election was not an anomaly. But in fact, may be a turning of the tide. Last or the, the week before last, there was an event that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. I've talked about it. The news leader has had story. I'm sure some of the news outlets have as well. And in, in a nutshell, what occurred was one of the indoctrination events in which students were actually taken out of the school to MSU along with the NAACP in order to have one of these indoctrination days. What they did not count on was doctor Miriam Mohammed Dakhani, who is a school board member and a parent being in the audience. Once that was realized, they panicked. And the coordinated effort with the news leader began. They panicked because we are weeks away from the upcoming election. They already recognize that many people within the Springfield School District who will have a vote coming up in April, are in the process of taking the reins away from the elites who indoctrinate the kids and giving it back to the community with the goal of actually educating children. Recognizing that they, they that, that is a, a trend that they were hoping they could push back against, their fear... was that Dr. M would act as a whistleblower and go public with what she witnessed. And that that would refuel any you know sometimes people time goes by you lose the fire in the belly you lose the 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 interest in in uh, in in these things that are going on and so the hope was that that to, whatever was angering the public enough to get two of the elites off the school board and put you know, just average citizens looking out for kids and their education on the school board two years ago, that that was not something that was going to repeat itself. Or was that last year? Oh, do these, is, it, is that two years ago already?
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, Maybe? I,
0: it seems like, anyhow, last election. So they, they panicked. That the, the timing of this for them could not have been worse. I can only imagine the text messages, the phone calls, the conference calls, the the frantic communication with with. Claudette Riley at the news leader in order to frame this. We got to get a story out. We have to frame this. And how, to, how is it they're going to frame this that, that this, this isn't some event that you need to concern yourself with? The problem here isn't the indoctrination of your kids. The problem isn't taking kids out of school. removing them from an atmosphere in which they could be learning about science, they could be learning about the languages, they could be learning about history, and instead politically indoctrinating them. That's not the problem. The problem is this pesky member of the school board who is a disruptor, oh, who triggers these children that are now victims because of what she did. And it is is a full court press. You've got Letters being sent to the Springfield School Board and the superintendent signed by Cliff Smart, president of MSU, who is hosting this political indoctrination of children. C.J. Davis, president and CEO of, of Burl Behavioral Health. And the news leader acting as the, 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 the megaphone to set the narrative in all of this. We're going to play some audio coming up of the school board meeting in which they are addressing Dr. M. What a problem she is. One of the observations that I had, and and I think that you will as, as well, and I'd like you to at least notice, which is why I'm pointing it out, is the allegation that Dr. M makes, that the students were blatantly being lied to, lied to, aren't denied. They're not denying it. And I suspect they're not denying it because they know or fear that perhaps there's uh, footage or that, that, that there are ways to prove what she said is true. So they're trying to distract and claim that her way of trying to make sure the students understood the truth, make sure that the students knew that they were being lied to, was triggering to them, making them victims in an atmosphere in which they already were so sensitive. She's essentially a child abuser. We thought the last round of school board elections were significant and important, and they were. Very much so. I'm telling you, it, it, is, it is so apparent and on display how frantically, how desperately scared that they are that they are going to lose further control over the ability to take kids out of school when not in school indoctrinating them into being political and social activists. Jason Rima with the latest news update.
2: A man from Rogersville has been charged in the shooting death of a teenager. George Lawson has more. 23-year-old Tyler Tennis is charged with first-degree involuntary manslaughter. The shooting happened Friday at a home on Timber Meadows. Tennis said he was with a teenager and a woman, and they were gathering guns together to take to the Olga River to shoot. Tennis told Webster County deputies he was handling a gun when it went off. Human remains found in Springfield last month have been identified. Police say a maintenance worker found 40-year-old Susan McIntyre from Harrison, Arkansas. Her remains were found north of the Rivendale Institute of Learning. Police say her death is not considered suspicious. A woman is in critical condition after a hit-and-run crash last night near Kansas and McDonald Access Road in Springfield. Police are looking for a dark-colored pickup that left the scene. Voters in Stone County will see a sales tax for emergency services on the April ballot. The county wants to bring in an extra $1.5 million a year to make upgrades to 911. That would go for more dispatchers and also to help pay for GPS technology. We're able to send them real-time information so that we can also get the closest vehicle or the closest law enforcement agency to respond to that, that emergency. That's Executive Director Keith Kennard. Showers and storms in the forecast for this afternoon through Thursday. Up to an inch and a half of rain is possible along and south of I-44. I'm Jason rima Springfield's Talk.
0: First alert forecast, cloudy, slight chance of rain, 56 today. Rain likely tonight, low of 42. Rain likely tomorrow, 48. Thursday, rain, high of 54. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk Hundred Four Or on Facebook Live, that's 1041 Nick Reed also. Our YouTube streaming channel, I'm going to play audio of the Springfield Public School Board meeting from last week, in which it was, um, it well, essentially resulted in Dr. M being removed as vice president of the school board. And this is all surrounding a narrative that's being created by the establishment who are desperately afraid that the upcoming election will continue the trend of parents taking back the schools. And I'm, I'm going to play through it. You're, you're going to hear a discussion the school board in which they are allowing her an opportunity to explain what happened to give her side of the story.
1: I am curious if the other board member who was present in the room wanted to give any context
0: about what occurred.
1: Thank you. I'm really troubled that no one has reached out to me. This is the first I'm hearing of this. (coughs) Um, You have my cell phone numbers. You have my email. You certainly know how to get a hold of me. And I feel that as a duly elected member of this body, I deserve that. What you are seeking, I I mean, you are seeking a public shaming without due course, Scott. And that speaks to the dysfunction of this board. And I've spoken on this before, this, this culture of groupthink. So uh, I find myself <coughs> for this mob. And all I can ask for you are the facts. I notified, um, well, let me give a preamble. I am very involved in the last two weeks. I try to hit as many events as I can. I've had six school visits. Um, gone to the PTA clothing bank, I went to the wellness committee, Um, I just try to see as much as I can and open my eyes and listen and see and just be there for everyone (coughs) and to show my support. Uh, I I never know how my schedule is going to work out. Um, (coughs) The day before when I saw that I was able to attend this event that I knew was happening, I was not aware that this was an SPS event. This is a collaborative effort. And I uh, notified, I called by telephone, the organizer of the event. This was not on SPS property, and it was not an SPS event. It was not run by SPS. It was run by the group organizer that was on the flyer. I called this individual, and I notified her that I would be attending. I introduced myself, and I asked her where to go, because I didn't know where it was going to be. I had just seen the flyer on one of my school visits. So just to recap, this is the Youth Empowerment Summit. There was a session one that was titled Elevating Black Excellence. It was moderated by the Springfield DI officers. Um, Afterwards, I peeked into session two. These are uh, breakout sessions for, and they were broken out by student grade levels. So we have freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors. I peeked into session two, which was uh, for the high school seniors, and it was titled Taking Care of Your Brain Health, and it was moderated by a Burl Health employee. The first slide I saw was titled The Trauma Brain. The next slide was titled Racial Trauma. Uh, I then slipped through the back door to stand at the very back of the room. The moderator was asking the students to close their eyes and raise their hands if they felt that at some point they had experienced the sort of trauma that she had just described. Approximately 10 students, or about, give or take, 20, 25% of the students raised their hands. The moderator then asked them to put down their hands and open their eyes. She said, and I quote, I want you all to know that every single person in this room raised their hand because this is real. I raised my hand and I waited. Dr. Thomas Tate asked if this could be experienced indirectly or by watching a video and the moderator answered absolutely and she then said a few words. The moderator then called on me by saying yes. I replied only about 10 people raised their hand. Those are the only seven words I spoke after I was given permission to speak. The moderator replied, okay, thank you. I'll make note of that next time. She then followed with, I'm glad you had your eyes open while everybody else had theirs closed. I left the room and texted the superintendent right away, but I never heard back. The following morning, I called the board president, who later texted me back to express that she would not have time to connect with me until Monday. Meanwhile, I responded to a call and subsequent text from Claudette Riley of the News Leader with allegations that I had interrupted a session on trauma to raise objections about what was being discussed. Since I had not spoken out of tor- turn, and neither had I objected to the topic, I indicated that her information was incorrect and that I could not discuss it further without speaking with my superintendent. Thought I was following protocol. The board president's statement was issued without contacting me. The News Leader article was subsequently published, including the heinous accusations levied on my character. Those are the facts. I didn't create that scene. That wasn't my scene. I didn't choose. I, I wasn't the one who lied to teenagers to protect an agenda. I merely pointed out the truth when it was my turn to speak and when I was given permission to speak because I felt that it is simply wrong to emotionally and psychologically manipulate and deprecate the students who didn't raise their hands at that moment and I felt that it was especially egregious when it was being perpetrated under the guise of mental health I will continue to speak the truth whenever it's necessary to protect children from whatever the hustlers are peddling. All
0: right, so we're going to pause there because we do have to take a commercial break. And then we'll continue on, including some back and forth. What she's explaining, it's straightforward and simple, and it's very clear why it is that... School board members, Sharita Thomas-Tate. That president of MSU, Cliff Smart, president of and CEO of Burl Behavior, Behavioral Health, C.J. Davis. Why they were so upset? Because she revealed that these children were being manipulated and lied to. And clearly that is something... That C.J. Davis and Cliff Smart and and these others want to occur because instead of being outraged upon learning it, now of course the the manipulation and line the current school board member who is up for re-election, Thomas Tate was part of it. She was actively part of it. But the others, it, it, upon learning this, they, they, they did not express outrage. They expressed outrage at her for blowing the whistle. They're helping lead a coordinated attack on her. It should be noted that as Dr. M noted that she tried to, she immediately was, was attempting to get a hold of this, the superintendent to, to inform her what was going on, the president of the school board, who didn't have any time. But boy, somebody had time to call Claudette Riley at the newsleader because almost immediately she's calling up Dr. M saying, I heard that you interrupted this moment of meditation with these kids. Who do you think called the newsleader? And created that narrative. I'd be interested to know. More audio from the school board meeting coming up. American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. Hear about it. Hear about I know, I know it. I'm being
3: a dead horse here.
0: Talk about it. Talk but
3: about But the hypocrisy it. and the double standards kind of unreal. On Springfield's
0: Talk
2: 1041. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on
0: Springfield's Talk 1041. Of course you want a great home loan, but that doesn't mean simply getting great rates. Great terms, but the experience itself, knowing that you've got that one-on-one communication, that's what you have with Don, Alex, Anthony or and others from the team, seven days a week until nine o'clock at night, and if they're working with someone else or happen to be at church or some sort of community function, as soon as possible, they're going to get right back to you, so you're not going to be left out in the cold, you're not going to talk to a random person at some call bank every time after entering eight different prompts on your phone, uh, including... Including the last four numbers of your social security number to get the personalized experience along with the the best terms and rates for your personal situation it's iwantagreathomeloan.com because you do mostly cloudy today a slight chance of rain high of 56 rain 42 tonight rain 48 tomorrow rain on thursday a high of 54. this hour we are talking about the panic of the elite That in the upcoming school board elections in Springfield specifically, there is already a great fear that they are going to further lose their grip and the ability to continue to evolve the public school system into a political and social activist center in which they train young people and that more community members and parents are going to get seats on the school board and redirect it back to educating children. There was an indoctrination event in which students were pulled out of the Springfield Public School District. Cliff Smart allowed MSU to host this event, which was coordinated with the NAACP. That was, you know, they, they claim that it's to show the kids' benefit of higher education. Yet, amazingly enough, it's a lot of talk about victimhood. It's social activism, is what it is. They're lying about what it is. during a Q&A portion in which Dr M is in the last hour we played the audio of her explaining during the school board meeting last week what played out how it occurred she pointed out that there was this there was this event in which this this speaker this moderator uh, told all of the kids that were primarily uh, kids of color to all close their eyes and tell raise your hand if you've ever experienced any sort of racial trauma. And Dr. M, she wasn't one of the kids, so she didn't close her eyes, and she saw that about one out of four or five kids raised their hand. The vast majority did not. They were then told to open their eyes, and they were lied to and told that every single one of them raised their hands. So she would, during a period in which people were asking questions, she raises her hand. She's called upon, and she said, and she said, everyone, you know, about one out of, or about ten kids, or I forgot the exact verbiage, but pointed out that these kids did not all raise their hands. About twenty percent of them did. This has freaked out the establishment, because not that she noted that, but because they realized she saw what was going on. She saw that these kids were being pulled out of school and indoctrinated. And with the upcoming school board election, they're panicked. She immediately, almost immediately, gets a call from the news leader. Somebody called to let them know that she was being a disruptor. Amazingly enough, you have letters written by Cliff Smart of MSU and CJ Davis of Burl Health, Behavioral Health, talking about how traumatic this was for the children. They're all in attack mode. Now, if you missed the we'll have the podcast up, if you missed any of the audio from the school board meeting last Tuesday in which this was discussed, and Dr. M was punished for informing the kids that they had been lied to because we can't have that of course we'll pick up the the audio where we left off
1: whenever it's necessary to protect children from whatever the hustlers are peddling what
4: term did you use that set them off peddlers that were peddling
1: those peddlers. Uh, Who are you referring to? I'm not done speaking. Okay, I'm just wondering what you were Okay. You can start where you were. Uh, well, I was almost done. Uh, Danielle, I don't question myself for why I defended the truth. What I question is why nobody else does and nobody else did.
3: I would also like to ask Sherita, um, since you were the other rest that was there. Yes. Um, I'm kind of interested in facts here because there's a lot of sure. subjectivity on you know what what what's a disruption and who was offended or who space space was violated or whatever. But as far as the facts are concerned, um, Miriam seemed to lay out just a factual basis of recounting these events. So do you, do you disagree with anything that she said about how she described, uh, I guess, the facts? Yes, I do. Can, can you point to of I, I
4: kind of did already, but I'll recount them again. Uh, I can say that the way that she expressed that she said there were seven people or ten people raised their hand. It was very aggressive towards the presenter.
0: It- now, I want to pause here because I want you to notice, and this is a tactic that is used by left-wing activists. And by the way, this is Sherita Thomas-Tate, who also is employed by MSU and is also a member, a board member of the NAACP, which was a part of this event. You see how all of this works? Now, board member Byrne is asking her factually, factually, the, the, the facts that are laid out. Do you dispute them? To which she says yes. But if you listen, she doesn't dispute the facts. Her complaint here is she didn't like the way that she said it. She didn't like her tone. The tactic that is oftentimes used from by the left-wing activist, which is oftentimes very effective, and and she's an employee of MSU, so when it comes to communication, she knows how to do this well and successfully. You claim that you're going to counter it, and then you, with confidence, make statements that don't actually dispute the facts. And that's what she's doing here. In
4: a challenging way, and that was what disrupted the students. It's like, well, well, what's going on here? Otherwise, the students would have not even gotten upset about it. But it was the way that it was said. It was uh, it was the disruption of this moment of them being vulnerable, you know, this idea that we have this YES conference. And these are seniors. They've been to YES for the last three years. And so they've experienced this opportunity for them to create this, oppor- this space for them to be in a room with other people who look like them and to express themselves. Uh, and then it being challenged by someone from the back. Um, in this very aggressive kind of way.
0: She didn't like her tone and the fact that the students were upset, according to her, when they learned they were lied to. Now, forgetting who works for whom and and the political activism component to this and the left-wing component to this, Just the arguments, as if this is a court of law. You have Dr. M on one hand saying, here's what happened. These are the facts what happened. The kids were told to close their eyes. They were told, raise your hand if you've been in this situation. A majority did not. Then they were told to open their eyes, and they were lied to and told every single one of you. Raised your hand. That's how you know this is real. That's how you know what I'm telling you is the truth. And when called upon, Dr. M noted that that is not true. The defense, which would be school board member and MSU employee and member of NAACP, Sherita Thomas-Tate, is that it was upsetting in her assessment to them when you revealed to them that they were lied to. Now, which of these two individuals do you think really has the best interest of the children in mind? Which of these two individuals, just knowing this, their own arguments that they put forth during the school board meeting, do you feel most comfortable entrusting your child's educational future with? There's a couple minutes left of audio, I'll continue on.
4: The students expressed during the uh, extra, the second time that we met with them because they were still talking about it, that for some of them it wasn't what was said. For some of them it was how it was said. And they also were upset that after making the disruption that she just left and didn't have the opportunity to engage with them because now she's like telling them that the presenter is, you know, like, what was your point in saying that, like, okay, you, there were 10 people. Uh, the students were upset that that, that she left did not have that didn't come back and to apologize to from disrupting because again she left and it 15 20 minutes the students are just, just talking it seemed, it's hard to get students back on track once they get off track and so they were upset that she left and they were upset, upset by the way she, that she did that
3: Thank you um, I, I, I would like to echo what Steve said. I do think that there's something that to me the most important thing we're talking about here is... Um, that, that seems to be overlooked is was there someone lying to our students and I, I certainly don't condone that. Miriam's um, account of it seems to say that there was, was a lie and in her way of I a, don't know, her know that you're necessarily make, um, Was her way of doing with it, what,
4: what, was Miriam's way of addressing the lie appropriate in your opinion?
3: Well, all I know is the words that she said, so if you, I can't, I, it, inflection is subjective, so, so all I know is the pres-
4: If she asked the question to the presenter, is she challenged, or she, she, mm-hmm. al- she had an alternate perspective of what the presenter presented, and she said, Reality
1: no. is the reality is the reality. There's no alternate perspective she, she of how many people and she, didn't, did she didn't disagree with
4: you. She said, Okay.
1: Yes, she said okay.
0: She did say okay. This, again, note, and not that you necessarily need me to pop in and commentate, but in case you're just picking up here and listening in. Everybody's in agreement that the kids were lied to. Everyone is in agreement. No one is denying that. Even Sharita Thomas-Tate, who's running for re-election, admits that the person who lied to the kids acknowledged that she lied to the kids. This is what is so remarkable and amazing about all of this, that everyone admits that these kids were pulled out of school, that when it comes to a, a setting where we're dealing with trauma, where they are, are supposed to be safe, everyone there's not a single person that denies that they were being lied to about something that is significant, understand you. The lie, the whole premise of the lie, as was explained to them, this is how you know what I'm teaching you about trauma, about mental health trauma, about racial trauma is true, because there wasn't a single student here who hasn't experienced it when a majority of the students who were told to close their eyes so that they could be lied to, a majority of the students did not raise their hands. (laughs) You know, once upon... How on earth do you run a school district and ex- and tell students it's wrong to lie it's wrong to manipulate it's wrong to bully it's wrong to cheat yet all of these people with the exception of the one who in talking about the people that were there and involved Dr. M's the only one who actually appears to project those same ethics and those same morals you've got Sharita Thomas Tate that's fully acknowledging yeah we lied manipulated to him We're upset because you called us out. The president of MSU, Cliff Smart, in a letter sent to the Springfield School Board and superintendent, also defending this behavior and chastising the one person who said, no, it's wrong to lie to students. CJ Davis, President and CEO of Burl. I mean, if there were any ethics or morals in the world of MSU, in the world of Burl, behavioral health, these these people would lose their jobs. That they are op- the one person in all of this, Doctor M, who is standing up and saying maybe we shouldn't lie to kids and. It's not a matter of them being indifferent to it. They are coming after her, on full display. They are shameful people, shameful individuals. And the fact that these people are paid to have our young people in their care—this is—it's a shame to our community. MSU should be ashamed. The NAACP should be ashamed. The Springfield Public School District should be ashamed. Burl Behavioral Health should be ashamed. The News Leader should be ashamed. For coordinating all of these stories to help set this narrative. Incidentally, there are four people running for school board. One of them, Sharita Thomas-Tate, who is actively a part of this, landon mccarter who is siding with the students being told the truth chad rollins also a candidate who is siding with the students being told the truth then you have judy bruner Who said, quote, since I have limited knowledge of the conference discussion and as a school board candidate, I've not been through training with the Missouri School Board Association. I'm unable to weigh in on the topic. So evidently, she has to have training to determine whether or not she feels that school districts should take children into atmospheres while talking about the context of mental health, whether or not they should be manipulated and lied to. She's not quite sure yet because she hasn't had the proper training. This is a former principal within the school district, by the way. And let me tell you, here's the insight on her she's trying to play it safe because she has managed to get establishment local republicans to promote her but she is a left-wing activist she promoted black lives matter as a school i mean she's she is a political activist on the left so this is why she's trying to well i don't really know whether or not you're supposed to lie and manipulate to students i haven't been trained in that my brother-in-law You're listening died to Nick suddenly Reed in the morning and now my on Springfield Talk home. home.
3: That's
1: why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called
3: Select.
1: Aha.
0: Sorry for that audio kerfluffle. Um what I've got going on. I, I think I've got to do another traffic update here. I'm kind of screwed with the clock on this issue. Um, but I, I do want to just make a couple of other other statements on this before we do wrap up the the hour. Uh, I, well, I'd like to do it. If I, if I don't have enough time, then I will carry it on into the next hour. We still do have another hour of the show. Um, and of course, all of this up in podcast form. I will note that... Dr. M, who has demonstrated her priority being the education of students as opposed to political indoctrination and social activism, was very instrumental in informing the community of what is going on in the school systems uh, in the lead up to the last election. And we're going to have her come back and do the same thing again because it's been a very, very, very valuable tool. And she uh, is is being kind enough, despite all of the slings and arrows it brings her way, despite all of uh, the the massive target it puts on her, she has has agreed to offer up those services once again. And so next Tuesday uh, in the 7 o'clock hour for a a few weeks leading up to the next election— uh, we will have discussions with her about, and it's not just about this stuff, but just some of the things that have been going on over the last couple of years. Some of which are positive, by the way, because we need to know those things as well. Traffic update now. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 104.1. A couple of uh, questions or notations on the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line. One asking if... Uh, we have the audio posted so that the link can be shared. We will have it up in um, podcast form, the the show itself. Um, but will uh, uh, can we just get the whole chunk of audio somewhere? Yep. Can we do I'll that? put okay. it
1: as a uh, as a podcast? I'll okay. make sure to uh, send a link to those who texted and asking for it. Uh,
0: so here is a, another. This is an excellent observation. Would would not the children who did not raise their hands know that they were lied to the majority of the students did not raise their hands they were told to open their eyes after they opened their eyes they were told every one of you raised their hands now you're one of the majority of students who did not I'm sure afterwards they may have have had this discussion with one another but the immediate thought I'm sure is is was I the only one And you have to understand in the the narrative that's set, if you are not a victim, then you are a perpetrator. Because this is all about victims versus perpetrators. And so not only if you are in this situation, the majority of those kids may have each thought they were the only one who did not raise their hand, which of course makes them part of the problem. What a great lesson for these young people.